Welcome to Grace Capital Church Podcast, broadcasting from our Pembroke campus. Well, good morning again. We are on this week number four on our series called Heart and Home. Today we're going to be talking about parenting, and some of you might be saying, well, my, parent, my kids are already grown, or I've never had kids. I want to say that this, will, this message is for all of you. Because uh, maybe your kids are grown, that means you're still a parent. Maybe you've never had kids, you can be a spiritual parent. Uh, maybe you are young and you haven't had kids yet, you're not married, and, um, or a baby's on the way. So th- this is, this is going to speak to you, and if I can have Danielle come up uh, as well. She shared a word with me that I think is pertinent for uh, this message, but as she's coming up, I want to share with you a, a little something, a little humorous. For weeks, a six-year-old... Lad kept telling his first grade teacher about the baby brother or sister that was expected at his house. One day the mother allowed the, the boy to feel the movements of the unborn child. The six-year-old boy was obviously impressed but made no comment. Furthermore, he stopped telling his teacher about the impending event. The teacher finally sat the boy down and said, Tommy, why, whatever has become of that baby brother or sister that you were expecting at home? Tommy burst into tears and confessed, I think mommy ate it. (laughs) You know, kids, you know, what what goes on in the brains of kids? Well, parenting, that is our topic today. And uh, Danielle, come on up. And you shared this with me. And so when we feel like that God gives us a word um, that is important to be shared with a congregation. So uh, we do have a handheld over here. And you can speak right here into this mic. It's on. Oh, all right. Um, journaling this morning was in Psalm 139, and it was something that was quite profound and I thought interesting to tie into today's sermon on parenting. Um, so if you're taking notes, if you wouldn't mind reading it later, but it's Psalm 139, the whole thing is really good. Um, But I'm just going to read from 13 to 18. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter, utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day has passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O God. They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up, you are still with me. So today, as Pastor Mark talks about parenting, most of us are going to, you know, think about how we parent our children. And this morning, God really spoke to me as, um, in the sense of we need to know how to be children to the great father, to God above, um, letting go of the hurts and pains that our, our worldly parents gave us and embracing the truth and thoughts that God has over us so that we can pass those down to our children and break any generational curses that we would be potentially carrying forward. Amen. Let's give her a hand. Thank you for sharing that. It's so important for us to first understand how to be a child of our Father in Heaven, because a lot of our parenting is going to be 
out of a reflection to our relationship with our, with our Heavenly Father. So today I'm going to be talking about parenting, and, and remember, put on your hat of saying, well, maybe, you know, you're different stages of life, but also thinking that parenting can, can be, a, like you can be a spiritual parent to somebody as well. I have a few concerns um, with regards to parenting in our culture today. Um, I wonder if parents have lost their courage a little bit. I wonder if parents are so frenzied and busy that they've lost energy to parent. And I wonder if parents kind of feel like they've lost the war and so they retreat. But I want to encourage us today that you haven't lost the war, you haven't failed great enough, you haven't uh, lost your courage, and maybe you have lost some energy, but I want to help you to find margin in your life because we have been commissioned as parents to train up our kids. In Proverbs 22, verse 6, you can turn there with me, and we can begin to see what our, our commission is. As parents, Proverbs 22, verse 6, says this, Train up a child in the way he should go, he or she should go, and when he or she is old, he will not depart from it. Now, uh, we read that, and we, this is a common, common verse. It's kind of like, all right, train up a kid. But, but we maybe think that that word train is raise our kids. Training and raising are very two different words. Raising our kids is, oh, well, we have to provide shelter, we have to provide food for them, we have to make sure that they have cell phones and fully charged data on their phone. Fo- no, maybe not. <laughs> Train up a child. Let me ask you, what are the primary roles of a parent? When you think about what are, are is your role, well, yes, we know training, but really it's, it's summed up in two things. It's to protect and prepare, correct? Protect and prepare. Let's say that together, protect and prepare. So when you're protecting and preparing, like a kid, when they want to run out into the street, what do you do? You, you grab them by the shirt and yank them back in, right? Because like I, my job as a parent is to protect you. But the other part, or the stove is hot, like don't touch the stove. You give strong correction, and if they do well, okay, they're going to face the consequences of a hot stove. But you still want to bring correction to them, protect them. But then you also want to prepare them, and what are you preparing them for? You, at some point in time, you hope they're going to leave your house, right? Some of you are still living in the basement of mom and dad's house. It's time for you to leave. It's time to, for you to find your own nest. Get out of mom's and dad's nest. But they, their job is to prepare you to be successful in the world. But I would also say, more importantly, is to be successful in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Protect and Prepare. So this idea of training up a child, training a child is intentional, consistent, and I would also add compassionate. And this is why I think that we've struggled to train our kids in this culture today is because we don't have the energy. Because to be intentional means that you've got to have a plan. That means you've got to be consistent. You've got to You know, tell them no and carry through on the consequences. 
but yet you also have to be compassionate. You know, I, that's why I love the songs that we sang today in that new song, talking about the Father's heart for us, and that, that he just kind of like, we are his pride and joy, and, and for us as parents, yes, we want our kids to know their pride and joy, but we also want to train them. We want to train them. So here's the challenge, though. Because we don't have energy, because we've... I'm going to move this out just a second here. You want to mute me for a second here, Mark? I'm just going to move this. All right. We're back on. And so, so as we begin to learn how to train up our kids, we have to understand that that training not only is it intentional, consistent, compassionate, but it will require discipline. Now, I'm not advocating that, um, you know, our society definitely frowns upon spanking, and I'm not saying, I'm not taking a position one way or the other, but the reality is, is our kids need boundaries. Our kids need discipline. Discipline is not a dirty word. (laughs) Discipline's not a dirty word. And correction can comfort your kids. I remember one time my little uh, Elliot, he's not so little anymore, he's my 11-year-old, and, and uh, he was just telling me that, that I said, you know why I, I bring correction to you? And, and he just like tears in his eyes after he had some very firm correction. And he goes, because you love me, Daddy. <laughs> and I didn't like, I don't, every time I correct him, he's like, I'm doing this because I love you, son. He just knows that, that I love him. You know, there's a verse in Proverbs 13, 24, it says this, whoever spares the rod hates his son, but he who loves him is diligent to discipline him. Again, I'm not advocating for any kind of um, rod, but I am saying that there is a place for strong correction. It's funny, I watched a video this, has, this is a rabbit trail, I'm going to forewarn you, but it is somewhat relates. So I, I saw this, it was some African church, and they were kind of dressed in garments, so maybe it was for like a, a Catholic church or something, but there was a line of people coming up to the priest, and the priest had a, a twitch or a, a stick in his hand, and they would come, and the person next in line, and the, and the priest or whoever, the pastor or whatever, would hit the person... And then shake their hand and move along. Next person, hit them. Thank you so much. Move right along. So it's like, it was like their, I don't know, their penance or something, but there's a line of them. And it was kind of like, and if it wasn't hard enough, then the priest would do it again. And then the finally person, oh, okay, good. Let's shake their hand and move them on. I thought it was kind of odd. But in many ways, the concept of that is that there, there's... There's discipline that needs to take place in our homes and in parenting. And, it, and it's, it's not easy today to discipline our kids. It should be. But, but I think our culture has told us that, that, it's, that it's okay to just let our kids grow up and they'll face natural consequences. Well, you know, it's kind of like we make our kids go to school, Right? But yet, when it comes to going to church, why do we not make our kids go to church? Or, or 
let me say this. There's so many structures in the world, but yet when it comes to structures in the home, it's like, uh, well, we'll just let the kids kind of figure it out. We'll let the kids kind of tell the parents what to do. Let me, let me give you some, some examples here. I, I think parenting is, needs to be this way. I'm not a parenting expert. I just have raised three kids, and uh, I think they're doing a good job. I, we're doing a good job, and they're turning out okay, and we, you know, still knocking on some wood here. We, we hope we do our job. I, I still have an 11-year-old. It could go, he could completely rogue on us, and it'll be like, maybe we didn't do a good job. But people would say to us, oh, your kids are so well-behaved, and like, aren't you lucky? I said, there's nothing about luck. We've had to work at it. We've had to work at it. But there was something that we did early on in our parenting that was really helpful. And I'm sorry, I'm going to turn this so you can see this better. We went to a seminar, and it was, the title of it was Shepherding a Child's Heart. Shepherding a Child's Heart. And I'm just going to write, I'm just going to show you just so you can remember. So this is going to be a shepherd's staff, shepherding a child's heart. And the whole idea of that was... We're not just trying to create these little robots of well-behaved kids. We're really trying, or behavior modification, we really want to care about the character of their heart. That even though we don't want them to lie, we don't want them to steal, we don't want them, you know, we want them to have self-control, all these things, we want them to have the fruit of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit. Um, But we've got to go after the heart, and so when you bring correction, the correction is I'm seeing something in their actions that are something's going on in their heart. You know, you don't want to bring strong correction just because, you know, somebody's, you know, they left their shoes somewhere. It's like you all of a sudden the, the voices rise up and, you know, you, you get the belt out. And who does the belt anymore? By the way, I used to get spanked with a belt. Oh, that was not good. And there's one time... See, I was, a chi- I was a troubled child, meaning that I, I tested my parents awfully. Well, maybe I shouldn't tell this. They're going to watch this, and then they'll be like, Mark, what are you doing sharing that kind of stuff publicly? Well, we did have horses, and there was one time that a horse rein needed to hit my backside. All right, I shared it. I shared it. I was spanked with a, a, a horse rein once, but I deserved it, and I thank my parents for disciplining me. But here's the thing about shepherding a child's heart is we want to not work on just behavioral modification. We want to go for heart transformation. Catch this. Not behavior modification. We want heart transformation. So we need to discipline the heart. By the way, the word discipline also is the root word or the shorter word of disciple. Or I should say disciple is a short word of discipline. So, and by the way, what are we mandated to do? Go make disciples, right? And by, disciple making doesn't always require a strong correction, but it does require intentionality, being consistent, and having compassion. The whole idea of training a child in the way that he should go means that you're going to have to have some consistency, And you're going to have to have some discipline there. But you're going to disciple your kids. All right, so we got the shepherding child's heart. Here's the other one. This one 
you will want to pay me later for this little tip. And I'm just going to take all the credit for it anyways. But parenting this way. By the way, I think this was in this seminar we went to as well. And it so helped us in our parenting. So this is a funnel. This is a funnel. And this is when our kids are really small, when they're babies. I'm trying to write upside down and backwards. Okay, baby. All right, so when they're a baby, you want them, you want strong guidelines, and their freedoms are very narrow, right? So when your baby goes and and throws their food or their plate on the ground, don't laugh at them. You know, they're like done eating and like they throw it on the ground. It's like, oh, he's so cute. <laughs> no, I mean, you want to bring correction. You want them to understand that they're, that's not appropriate, right? Or they like go in the store and like throw a tantrum and lay down and like everybody's looking like, what kind of parent are you? No, they're just being a kid, a bad kid at that. Well, not bad. I mean, there's no bad kids, but they're misbehaving. So you want to bring correction. But here's the reality is you want to bring very close discipline when they're young. Now, when they get in the teen years, you're going to give them more freedom and loosen the reins a little bit. Because, remember, what did we say? Our job was to protect and prepare. When we get to the place they're leaving our house, they're going to have all the freedom they want anyways. So our job was to train them along the way. But here's what happens. Some people say, well, how do you not get rebellious kids? Well, you don't get rebellious kids because you've done the discipline early in the stage. So when they have more freedoms, you're not trying to like deal with all the chaos in their teenage years. And because when the chaos happens, then you think, oh, I'm pulling in the reins. I got to get tight with them. They're going wild. And you try to create a nice little narrow pathway for them to exist in teenage years. And all of a sudden they go Forget you, mom and dad, and they go crazy, right? So the idea of the funnel is you want to create these, these training platforms or these, these, these disciplines that are, that are very confining when they're young, but as they get older and have proven that they're trustworthy and these things, you give them more freedom and more freedom and more freedom, But that's a way of training. Now, Stephen Covey says um, in his book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, one of those traits of highly effective people is to begin with the end in mind. So parents, you're going to be a highly effective parent, and the way you're going to be highly effective is you're going to begin your parenting with the end in mind. Now, I know some of you, like me, you have failures along the way. For me as a parent, I remember one time I was driving Abby to school and she was doing something and I whipped my arm around and I squeezed her knee. It's like, Abby, stop it. And I don't raise my voice much um, in my family and it shook her. And she started crying and I felt horrible as a parent. Like, what am I doing? Well, I was trying to find a way to bring correction. That probably wasn't the best technique. <laughs> But I felt like I failed in that moment. So I have these stories of failures along the way, but I know my mandate and begin with the end in mind, which is I want to protect and prepare, but to what? Prepare them for what? 
Train up a child in the way they should go. So yes, you can train them into tithing like I talked about. You can train them so that you know how to be responsible with money, uh, which you should be doing. Um, you could train them to know how to, you know, keep a clean room because at some point in time, they're going to have to keep a house. You got to train them to, you know, do things around the house because they're going to have a house sometime. But the things that I care about and the things that you should care about, those are good, but here's what's great. You should train them to love the word of God, number one. Train them to love the word of God. What that means is the word of God probably should be getting cracked open in your home. You should maybe also try to do some family devotions. But help them to fall in love with God's word. Number two, train them to know how to give to Jesus. We talked about that. Why is that so important? We know because I want my kids to be financially blessed. I want them to have the favor of God in their life. So at a young age, my kids don't even think now as teenagers, or two of them are teenagers, and my 11-year-old, they don't even think about, you know, giving to the Lord in a way that's like, oh, I wish I had that money. It's just kind of like, it's natural. Why? Because we've trained them to know how to give to Jesus. Number three. Train them to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit and to walk obedience to the Holy Spirit. Do your kids know about the Holy Spirit? You see, and here's the challenge about being in the church. See, the reality is the church is a partner for a parent, but they're not the parent. We have a part to play, but it's not our job to train up your kids. We'll help you. But it is your job, and I would also say grandparents. You've got grandbabies out there that you can help train up your grandbabies. You don't have kids any longer. Find somebody that is going, you're going to pour into, mentor them. So training up a child is going to require a partnership. And I, we love that you're here. We love that we've got a great kids ministry. But if the Bible is never cracked open in your house, if you're never teaching or training your kids about spiritual things, how are they going to be prepared to leave your home and expect that they would know how to navigate their relationship with the Lord? And I get it. They, they do live off of your parents' faith a little bit. But you want them to have their own faith. Train them to, to know and love the word of God. Train them to know how to give to the Lord. Train them to know and hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. And that's hard. I, even today, my kids are like, Dad, how do you know that's God speaking? And we just keep, have to keep working at it. Keep training them. It's like, hey, you know that still small voice on the inside? Yeah, what's that, Dad? You know, that's... It's not only your conscience, but the Holy Spirit can speak to you on the inside. That way. Oh, really? Okay, so by the way, and if you want to hear what God sounds like, yeah, we want to hear what God sounds like. Well, read the Bible, because he's going to sound a lot like the Bible. That's a good one. It's true. He never contradicts himself. These are his words. This is the word of God. This is, this is what, these are Jesus' words. So you want to know what he sounds like, start reading the Bible. But the whole idea of partnership, our part, 
and the church's part. And I think so it's too easy to feel like, oh, we've got great kids program, we've got great youth group, and thank you to Pastor Jessie who does an amazing job. Jessie, you in here? You're probably in a classroom, but can you give her a big round of applause so she's going to watch us later? <laughs> Love what Jessie does for our kids, but she's not the parent. You're the parent. And we need to train up our kids in the way that they should go. Training is not raising. Remember, training is intentional. Think about this. If you were to train for a marathon, what would you do? You would probably get a plan. You'd probably find a coach. You'd probably find somebody who's done it before. You'd try to find a mentor you would probably start creating a plan of saying, okay, you know, I've got to run so many miles each day because you're going to begin with the end in the mind. The end in mind is a marathon, which is how many miles? 26.2. 26.2. You can tell I haven't run one. <laughs> I think I might want to before I die. Mm, maybe not. But anyways, <laughs> the idea is good. But maybe that's what we do with parenting. We kind of like, oh, I'd like my kids to turn out great, but mm, maybe it's too much work. It is work. But I'll tell you, it is worth every bit of energy that you put towards it. Does it mean that you have to create some margin in your life to parent? Does it mean that you got to come, if you're a single parent, it's harder, much harder single parents. Hey, my hat's off to single Moms or dads out there, you've got to work, you've got to be a parent, you've got to be a provider. It's tough. And even more so than the church really does need to partner with you. But if you've got a mom and dad in the house, you, got, you guys got to be on the same page. You've got to parent with consistency. Blended families, we'll be talking about that later on in this series. I know it's challenged, very challenging with blended families because especially we got kids, divorced families, got kids who have different rules at this house than at this house. You got different parenting styles here and there and it's, it's hard. But if you can begin with the end in mind, which is, keep it simple. I want my kids to leave our house When they're 18 years old plus, that they're going to love Jesus. They're going to love his word. They're going to know how to hear and discern the voice of the Holy Spirit. If you just had those three things, but it's going to require discipline. If you want them to be obedient to the Lord and to his word, you, they have to learn how to be obedient to you. <laughs> if you want them to have a prayer life, have some discipline in their life, well, create some discipline in the home. Because if it's always just a free-for-all and do whatever you want, whatever makes you happy, just kind of like natural consequences, yeah, they'll, they'll 
learn life the hard way, but wouldn't you rather train them? And so they can have not so many hardships in their life. But keep it simple. But it's going to require you to be intentional. It's going to require you to be consistent. And then like we already shared today, you're going to have to parent like our father parents us great compassion and love. What do you think? You think we're up for the challenge? I just want to say the last one to, the, to, to grandparents. Don't feel like your job's done. And I know grandparents love to spoil the kids, grandbabies. You guys, you guys think it's the best thing ever. You don't have to be responsible. You get them all hyped up with sugar and then send them home. I know the way you tricks you grandparents. But also be a partner with your, your kids to help your grandbabies know and love Jesus, know and love the Word of God. When they come to your house, yes, sugar them up, but sit down and teach them some things about God's Word. Some of you who don't have kids, and maybe you never will, realize that you're still a parent. What a great opportunity to find somebody younger in the faith and start parenting them in the things of God. Spiritual parenting is what, what we're talking about here today. Father, I just pray that you would help each one of us to know how to parent our kids if we've still got kids under our roof. that we would have the courage to bring discipline. That we would have the energy to bring correction. That we would have the compassion to love deeply. that scripture that just kind of rings in my, as a parent's heart, the Lord disciplines those he loves. Let us not feel like we are bad parents by bringing correction and discipline. We do it because we love them. We want the best for them. Lord, I pray right now that by the Holy Spirit that you would place a seed inside each person in this room, that they would be a spiritual parent, whether it's to their own natural kids, to their grandkids, or to somebody younger in the faith. Lord Jesus, that we would take the time to plant the seeds of your word, the seeds of your Holy Spirit, and a deep love for you, Jesus. That as we parent to protect and prepare, that we would launch every single one of us in this room, we would launch our kids to be fully devoted followers of you, Jesus. That I pray prophetically right now that there would not be rebellion in the kids' hearts. 
that we would parent to shepherd their heart, Lord Jesus, not just behavioral modification, not just getting our way as parents, but we would care about the character that is in their heart. Lord Jesus, I pray that you would give us the courage that's necessary to parent our kids in a way that's pleasing to you. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to the Grace Capital Church podcast. If you'd like to know more about this podcast and the mission that we have in New England, or if this podcast has been a blessing to you and you would like to support this ministry financially, please visit us online at gccnh.com 